Today's pod is brought to you by Waterfront Comics, located at 609 Main Street, Sassoon City, California. Open every day from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. So if you're looking for a gift for an avid comic book reader or a collectible for a friend, come to Waterfront Comics. John is the guy to see. And if you can't come in person, no worries. Waterfront Comics does ship to home via their email, waterfrontcomics at gmail.com. Today's pod is also brought to you by Chosen One, a lifestyle brand of the nerd and famous, promoting academic hustle, street culture, and the geek life. Inspired by pop with a dash of retro goodness, Chosen One evolves with the future with a mission to provide a positive and empowering brand that flips the script for nerd kind. Check out their website at www.thechosenone.com, that's one with a W, to see their plethora of merchandise including hoodies, shirts, hats, and more. Available in men's, women's, and kids' sizes. Chosen One, the future of nerd kind. Hey everybody, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And this is the Movie Palace Podcast, bonus episode number one. And today is a special one because as you guys noticed, we talked and we just said bonus episode. So it's a bonus episode because basically <laughs> it's a it's very just, early Christmas gift. Yeah, you're very... yeah, it's just a review. So it's it's nothing too crazy here. So it's a review of a movie. We're going to be reviewing the new DC Universe film Shazam. But basically, we're going to jump right into it. Today, we do have a special guest. We have our friend Michael Parkham, who well, uh, you do the Meg with us, right? Yeah, the Meg. So Mikey is back. It's been a while. It's changed a little bit on our end, not too much, but but he's but, always with us because you know he created our our graphics. Yeah, that's once very again. True. Mikey did our logo, and is working on a new one for us for our big fiftieth episode. Too. He also did threaten us and told us that he wanted to return <laughs> or else. Yeah, so we, we didn't really have much of a choice. Yeah, something like that. So without further ado, guys, let's move into our movie review of Shazam. Daily bats. I choose you as champion. Say my name so my powers will become yours. Shazam. Wait, for real? Say it's okay! Say my name. right what are your superpowers superpowers dude i don't even know how to pee in this thing all right and the imdb description of shazam is as follows we all have a superhero inside us it just takes a bit of magic to bring it out in billy batson's case by shouting one word shazam the streetwise 14 year old foster kid can turn into the adult superhero shazam this one was directed by david f sandberg who did lights out in 2016 and annabelle creation in 2017 and it stars Zachary Levi as Shazam, Jamon Hansu as the Wizard, Mark Strawn as Dr. Thaddeus Savannah, Jack Dylan Grazer as Freddie Freeman, Asher Angel as Billy Batson, Marta Millens as Rosa Vasquez, uh, who is the foster mom, uh, Cooper Andrews as Victor Vasquez, who is the foster dad, Grace Fulton as Mary Bloomfield, Ian Chen as Eugene Choi, Faith Herman as Darla Dudley, and Jovan Armand as Pedro Pena. So, uh, starting with you, Nabil, yay or nay? I say yay. It was uh, it was fun. It was probably one of the one of my more, f- 
I guess, memorable DCU movies for sure. Just a lot of uh, kind of a lot of good comedy. What what mm-hmm. I really like a lot too is that it's it's a little darker. They kind of lean into that PG thirteen as much as they can, um, while still being a bit funny. With just yeah, it's definitely pretty violent. Actually. Yeah, it's it's not like a soft PG thirteen. It's definitely like if yeah a couple it, it pushes in, the limit. it would have been an R. You know, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. Awesome. Uh, what about you, James? Uh, yeah or nay? Uh, yeah, definite, uh, definite yay for me. This was um, a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Cool. What about you, Mikey? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an asshole. Um, good mix of comedy, good mix of action. Um, I still thought the suit looks fucking terrible. That is that it. is one thing that did stick out. It huh? still stuck out. I was like, mm, this just doesn't look as good as the Superman suit. No, not at all. Because you can tell like Henry Cavill's really yoked. And then, I mean, as much as Zachary Levi is a really... Like he got, he buffed up for this role. It's one of those things where you can still tell, like, mm, it's some padding. It's a buff. Suit. Oh, it's definitely padding. And oh. it almost sometimes it comes off as a little too cheesy for me. Yeah, it's but, cartoony. Yeah, bit. yeah. But which kind of takes away from the tone of the movie, like, because as much as the movie is still a lot more lighthearted compared to other DC films, I'd say the comedy's in line with kind of like Aquaman. Did you did you think the symbol is really the the main thing that stuck out from the suit? Like you could tell it was just it was the a light. Sh- no, it was the shoulders, man. Yeah, yeah that too. Mean, he there's no way he has those kind of triceps. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, yeah, he's he's really puffy. Yeah, right? dude, and, the, and the like, color scheme makes it a little weird too. Which like which definitely makes it feel like it's it's strange because he's in such a dark movie that it's and like a, ooh, it's red is a red. prominent color. We even mentioned this in the last pod episode that it's like very strong color. And because of that, you can easily tell it's like mm, his shoulders aren't that big. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've seen the videos of him working out and such, and it, he definitely did bulk up from what he came from. But no, it's he's not going to be taking his shirt off and you're not going to be thinking Thor's there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God, Jesus. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I thought, though. Overall, uh, good movie. Cool. Uh, we're going to take it to our special guest here now. Michael Parkham and ask his thoughts of Shazam. So was it yay or nay for you? Uh, It was a real strong yay for me. I I liked the movie a lot. Uh, I thought it mixed the comedy pretty well with the, you know, everything else that's going on. Like you said, it's kind of a little bit of a darker theme, but uh, they really did a good job, like kind of mixing in the comedy and kind of making it feel real other than just some other stuff that's just going on. I thought which, even like Aquaman nice. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It, it kind of feel forced. This one didn't really seem forced for me. The comedy seemed pretty natural. Yeah. It was a good blend of both. Yeah. I agree. Absolutely. I, would, I mean, for Aquaman myself, I thought the comedy in Aquaman was really well done still. I didn't think it was forced. I, I think if we're going to compare this to any movie where something felt forced, I would say the recent Captain Marvel film had a lot of forced comedy in it. Yeah. And yeah. it was nice to see that this Captain Marvel didn't. May, well, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I th- well, with uh, then, I guess, quote unquote, new Captain Marvel, I would say mainly the cat joke stuck out the most. But. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say for me, it's definitely a hard yay. I'm with you, Mikey. Um, I really loved it. Um, I was surprised at how good it was. I mean, I went in with pretty much decent expectations, but um, I also agree with James that the suit kind of did stick out a little in some parts, like a sore thumb. It it just it seemed too hammy. Of course, the, the story and the actor, Zachary Levi, kind of helped kind of mask that. But overall, I, I got to agree that the other superhero suits were way better. Like even Aquaman's throwback suit didn't shine out or stick out as much. And James Wan did good at 
embedding it into storyline. Do you guys think though it's it's because Jason Momoa is just yoked beyond fucking belief? Yeah, I mean, it's a little yeah. bit. Once like, again, you know he is. He's just had his shirt down, off. Yeah, it gets down to just like some of these guys look better in costume than some others. Well, right? Very true. Could also be that like you know this is really a superhero that's played by a kid, right? So True. they want to keep that kind of kid feel, even though kind it's of awkwardness, a, an I adult, guess, right? Yeah. So. Like a kid in an adult suit. Yeah. Right. I can, okay. I can kind of see it that way. And, and, and yeah, I think the, uh, the blend of comedy and, uh, darkness, the, the tonal shift of the movie and how it goes back and forth. I think it went well of James Wan's experience shows a lot more in that with Aquaman where his yeah. was able to kind of flow back and forth a little bit more. It's still kind of seamless, but if you're really looking for it in this movie, you can kind of see that they were trying to make the make it mesh more. Um, the the whole throwback thing to Big was also pretty oh, yeah. well. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, the actors were really well. Uh, I even like the kids. Uh, second movie in a row that we've seen that involves kids. So and- it's I mean, moving into something else here, is this what worked for you? Was the best was the acting and characters. Uh, I would say, yeah, that worked for me. The The whole story, too, which I'll, I'll get into deeper uh, later on, I think worked for me, too. But it's it's definitely a hard day for me. It's one of my favorite DC films. Nice. So, I mean, building off of that, uh, Nabil, what, what worked for you in this one and what didn't? Well, I think what worked for me a lot is, is kind of on, on Marco's point. In comparison to Aquaman, where uh, Jason Momoa was kind of like the standout, he was a charismatic person and he, in my opinion, was probably really what was carrying the film along this film it wasn't really like zachary zachary uh, levi was cool as kind of playing a 13 year old adult um <laughs> but i think it's the entourage just the whole cast the ensemble that did really well just you know freddie freeman um was hilarious and then he stood out and yeah definitely. he had some good parts over there just to definitely angels, Billy Bats and it's really cool because um, he's he's the kid from um it right and so I think that kind of ensemble made the film much more entertaining than just if it was only Zachary Levi as um, uh, Shazam. I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. So they did a lot of good work with kind of building on the characters and caring about them. And they they, they all had some good funny lines and there was some good action scenes in there. The villain wasn't the strongest, but no. th- from everything else outside of that, you know, I, I thought that worked out really well. Awesome. What about yeah. you, Mikey? What worked for you? Uh, well, I like the fact that Every character, even the like the smaller side characters, kind of had a storyline to them. Yeah. So like you don't get to learn like most origin stories are just like how he got superpowers and their journey on how they became a hero. But this was more like the superhero had a story. The you know the human side of them also had a even story. the villain. And then yeah, yeah the yeah. villain had a story. Everybody had a story, even the small characters. So I just I really felt that they did a good job with that. What about you, James? Uh, yeah, I really did like that. I liked um, Billy and Freddie's chemistry together. Yeah. The two actors, Asher Angel and uh, Jack Dylan Grazer, I think did a really good job. It's very believable, believable, and it's something where the two of them, you could see them probably being friends in real life. And even when um, Billy becomes Shazam, Zachary Levi and um, Freddie, Le- uh, well, Freddie Freeman and Shazam's chemistry is really cool too. It's believable. It's something where I think, I mean, Shazam pretty much still steals every scene, I think. Yeah. For the most part, because it's one of those things where as soon as he becomes Zachary Levi, he's fucking hilarious, yeah. which is pretty cool. <laughs> and I mean, Zachary Levi himself does really well as Shazam. It's one of the things where when it was first announced, I was kind of like, mm, I'm not sure. But no, it played up. It came out pretty well. And I will say this, too, that the action was really well done in this one. Entertaining, so. for sure. But what didn't work... I would say that 
I think about halfway through the movie, the pacing does get a little slows down a bit. Yeah. Kind of when he's becoming an ass, like a quote unquote asshole. Right. Where Shazam is like, well, I don't need to go to school. And he's kind of doing his own thing. And I think they went on a little too long with that part. Especially so like in a scene. I mean, it's on the trailer where he saves a bus, but he caused the destruction. I feel like that scene went on forever. It was longer than it, I was, it was really good. long. I was like, OK. And then because it moves from there to meeting the bad guy to a fight in the mall to Freddy yelling at him again and again and again. It's like, OK, I get it. So I, I thought for that part, just the pacing a little bit in the middle slows down a bit. So uh, what about you, I, Marco? I uh, going off of what I was saying about the characters, I think that like what Mike was saying, the whole ensemble worked, how everyone gets a bit of a backstory to a point and um, they in in as in a way they um, have a full arc as a group. I think Zachary Levi, uh, he definitely was the scene stealer. He was just hilarious. He was definitely charismatic. But I, I also enjoyed um, uh, Astro Angel as Billy Batson. At, at no point did I ever want one or more uh, on the screen. I just felt I saw them both as the same person, which is kind of weird to say, yeah. but I felt that they were a perfect team and blend together. Um, Freddie Freeman was hilarious. Uh, I, I just liked the, like you guys were saying that their friendship seemed very natural. Yeah. I liked the whole cast of the, uh, the family. Again, I thought that really worked. The bad guy, Dr. Shivana, I liked his backstory. I would have liked a little bit more. It, it seemed a little bit rushed, but it, it worked because it kind of seemed like, both Dr. Shivana and uh, Billy Batson were dealing with their past demons together. So it kind of put them in parallel together. Um, what didn't work, some of the costume. Um, obviously, it stuck out. We mentioned that. It's so um, weird, right? That yeah. That is still like after all the cool like costumes we got last couple of years from DC films from I mean, for the most part. It's just, man, that costume looks like shit still, man. And, and that's yeah. been pretty consistent, too. Like, even from the beginning, like, all the costumes have been pretty good. Right. So yeah. you're so kind of expecting it up. to be good here, too. So. Yeah. It's one of the ones where you're like, oh, they didn't modernize that one, huh? The uh, <laughs> the part where, where you were mentioning, James, where it slowed down, I, I didn't think that it, it flowed as well. But I saw that why it was necessary, we had to see some sort of conflict within Shazam and see him fail and then pick himself up later on in the movie. Uh, is part of the hero's journey, quote unquote. Yeah. But I do think that they could have trimmed that down a little bit more and maybe had, uh, I don't know, maybe spend more time with Dr. Shivana and expand that. Because I almost forgot about the whole troubles he had with his dad until later on in the movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I didn't that's, even realize. I that's mean, his gripe. I guess it's a spoiler. I'll hold yeah. off. Yeah. We'll, we'll hold off <laughs> on, on the details. So. But, I was like, um, what's up with that boy there? <laughs> but uh, other than that, um, the movie overall flows really well and i think it's definitely one worth watching in theaters yeah definitely yeah. uh so with this i'm gonna we have something right here but i'm gonna skip ahead actually with this one i mean the last two movies have been pretty good right guys aquaman shazam pretty solid movies All right what are your guys thoughts on our the dc future films now after the success of this like does this give you a a better like outlook on the upcoming films because the DC films, I would say, tend to be the movies that are you know constantly trying to do kind of a catch up with Marvel, I guess you would say. And outside of before this, Wonder Woman and Aquaman were the only two like quote unquote solid ones. So, for instance, we have some upcoming movies, and I just want to know before we get into spoilers, by the way, because I want to talk about this before spoilers, of course. What are you guys' thoughts on these ones coming out? I mean, we have like the Joker movie coming out this year. 
which stars uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, we got Birds of Prey in 2020, Wonder Woman 1984, which is the sequel to Wonder Woman, comes out as well in 2020. Batman comes out in 2021, as same, same as The Suicide Squad, which is a reboot, and James Gunn is directing that one. And then uh, Aquaman 2 is not coming out to 2022, so... And once again, there's a ton of TBA films. I was trying to list them all, but dude, the list is insane. Yeah. We got like The Trench. We have The Flash. We have Batgirl still. We have Nightwing. It's a ton of stuff. Blue Beetle. They're just pulling everything out of the hat right now. We uh, yeah. Injustice, I guess, uh, it's up there. But I would say that it puts me kind of, it, it makes me a little bit more confident. I'm still on the fence because, and I'll, I'll have to explain my reasoning in, in spoilers, but yeah. part of what is shown in Shazam makes me like wonder what exactly is dc doing like i yeah. still don't have a clear-cut picture as to where they're going to be or what direction they're heading to in the next decade versus marvel you kind of have a glimpse as to what they're doing at least you did up until the end of phase four or whatever this phase is you at least kind of got what we're going to expect within the next yeah. couple years or so DC is just everything is just up in the air right now. So it, it makes me a little more confident that they can actually make films, but what they want to do with those films, I don't know. It's true. Well, I mean, that's kind of something that I think I told you guys, you know, when we we're just talking normally. But uh I feel like DC just is making reactionary films basically. Yeah. Oh, hey, the eighties and nineties films are really kicking in, so let's make Wonder Woman in, in the eighties, right? Oh, people like Margot Robbie, let's do a birds of prey. Um, so it's like I, I feel like they're making the decisions based on like feedback they have for their last movie. Yeah. Instead of just making say, hey, let's have a vision. This is where we want to go. Let's make some movies to get there. Yeah. So it's like they're too afraid to do that ever since the Snyderverse pretty much failed. Yeah. So I, I'm like, so then you so, guys are just going to react to whatever's going on in pop culture right now? Right. Exactly. What do you think, right. I, Well, I was going to say, I think one of the things that um, DC was having troubles with before was like you were saying, Marcos, that they were trying to catch up to the Marvel universe and trying to get that going and keep on pace with them. And now with the success of Aquaman and they had the original success with Wonder Woman and Shazam, that they are now starting to, to be better at using the character's strengths instead of trying to imitate what Marvel is doing. Right. Because if you if you look at what they have now coming out, they've just decided like we're just gonna make a Joker film. We're you know, Wonder Woman will be a sequel, but it's still gonna be different. You know, it's gonna be Am I the only one excited for the Joker movie? I'm I'm interested. I don't know if I'm excited about it yet. I'm more honestly out of the list, I'm most excited about Wonder Woman. Yeah, I mean I like Joaquin Phoenix as well. Okay, yeah. Um, but I do think one of the good things too that DC is doing that we can recognize is that they're now starting to mix up their directors. Yeah. Um, which is what Marvel was doing for quite some time. You know, they had John Favreau, they had the Russo brothers, they had Joss Whedon. They're they're changing things up. You know, um, and that kind of helped add to the to tones of the different characters. And that's I think going to help them now with all these different films is that they're changing up these directors and they're going to have better visions. That it's not just going to be so stringent on we need to follow this path, but really give the films yeah. and the characters their own identity. So when they make a Justice League two. It'll be you know a, a much more satisfying to have them all together if they if they do because so far the only two that have a sequel are their two successful ones. Aquaman I mean they'll definitely Wonder make Woman. one. It'll it'll take time you know yeah. once yeah. they kind of figure that out. But uh, you know they. Will. I think you'll see something pop up because yeah. I mean the ones we announced are what is it six movies coming out? Those are officially coming out. I mean right. those I feel pretty confident will come out. 
All the TBA ones, I don't know. I mean, I feel like they're going to do one of those kind of Marvel events, too. Or I mean, they did it for DC, too, where they announced their next slew of movies for like the next six next years. Kind of thing. Kind of thing, yeah. I'm waiting for that for Marvel, too, by the way, with the new Fox acquisition. So um, for me, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to these movies. Joker, definitely. Wonder Woman, yes. And the Batman. I can't wait for that. Depending on, I mean, let's. It's kind of cool to see who the new one will be. So yeah. Well, they said it's going to be like more detective, younger Batman, which would be right? kind of cool. So yeah. that's, that's kind of like pretty year cool one. That's pretty yeah. cool to me, actually, too. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of year one, yeah. yeah. That would be that would be really cool. Don't don't get me wrong. I am excited for some of the movies. I just wish I knew like what uh, else we is going all on. Do. We you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead, Mike. So I was just going to say, I, I just I'm excited about some of these movies. I didn't know I didn't really say. I, Sounded surprised or uh, excited about him when I was talking about him, but I mean, you've got that it's... you've got that serial killer stare, Mike. I don't know what the fuck you want to do right now. No, but it's like I'm excited for these, movies, but I haven't heard anything about right. like what these movies are about, the, the direction they're going. Like the screenshots is basically all I've ever seen. It's, it's almost movies, like so. you see Aquaman in this movie, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, cool, everything's you know going on the right path, and then they release an article or something in the news. That just kind of throws a wrench in anything. You're like, well, then yeah. why the fuck am I excited then? But yeah. you know, we'll see. Uh, I'm, I, the, I think the Joker we'll, seems interesting. I think I like we'll the see cast. a trailer for the Joker soon. By the way, yeah, I would because it's in I post. So. They're doing all the editing right now. Probably come out sometime in the summer after like Avengers, and they don't have to worry about dealing with Marvel's hype that they can give it. I, I, I'm just gonna say it. I just want them to just officially announce a multiverse, and that would make me more excited. And I'll be like, okay, cool. I don't think, see. I think for the casual viewers, just, they don't care. Yeah, Hopefully that's yeah. what I mean. They wouldn't know what that means, anyways, if they said that. So it'd be like, oh, what? And well, that, I mean, they multiple realities movies is what it means. Too, it means so that it's not like they can't do it with these characters. Yeah, they have ba- basically, characters. like you have one version of one, multiple versions of one single character, which would explain the the two right. Jokers. And I'm like, that's cool because that's what happens in the comics. Yes. Yeah, so. Let's okay. So I know we kind of tracked it up there, but that was just why I wanted to talk about it before spoilers. Because we're going to jump in. We'll do our rankings afterwards, guys. So let's jump into the spoiler section because there's a lot I do want to talk about this movie that we can't quite talk about without spoiling it. So if you, I mean, most people, when this releases, you probably can't see Shazam yet, actually. Yeah. I just thought about it. So we did this one early. Yeah, this is a drop early. Remember what I said last week? We got to see an early screening of this film. So we'd highly recommend you wait because there are a few twists in this movie that were kind of unexpected so um just listen afterwards or you know stop and watch the movie come back on friday or saturday and finish the rest of the podcast yes definitely go see the movie it's worth it it's fun it's entertaining um but stop listening to us if you haven't all right so back from the spoiler little noise so guys questions i mean the biggest reveal here is that Basically, Shazam gives the his power, which is hinted at quite a bit in the beginning about the family, and he creates the Shazam family, by the way, which is from the DC Comics, and they also go by the Lightning League in some versions of it, but for the most part, in the new 52, it's all the Shazam family. So, all everybody that is in Billy's foster home, basically, becomes gets the power of Shazam, so... And then in return, there's some somewhat secret cameos, I guess, in a way for these ones, because they all become adults, adult right. versions of themselves. So we, Michelle Borth becomes Mary Marvel. So that's Mary when she's older. Adam Brody becomes, it's supposed to be Captain Marvel Jr. That's uh, Freddie Freeman when he's older. Megan Good is uh, adult Darla, which is the only one that's not comic book accurate, by the way. Darla is supposed to stay her same age when she becomes Shazam. 
the power of it. So she's not supposed to get older until she does get older eventually one day, but as she naturally grows up. But she's the only one that's not supposed to change. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, Ross Butler is adult Eugene, and DJ Katrona is adult Pedro. So uh, I'll start it off. This got ruined for me, actually, as I told you guys, because <laughs> Marco and I went to Barnes & Noble three weeks ago. And I noticed they already had Funko Pops for these people. <laughs> That's kind of a fucking... I don't know, man. Down. That kind of ruined it for me. I kept thinking the whole time. I was like, man, are they going to do it? Or is it going to be a reveal at the end? I thought it would be like an ending See, shot. You, like, you, right, everybody. you speculated it at least. I didn't know anything at all. So if I would have seen that, I definitely would have been pissed. Well, also because the wizard makes a pretty big hint at it in the beginning. Oh, yeah. When he's like, oh, restore our family. Because all the chairs are like the remaining people that should get the power. All right. So. Well, yeah, I mean, I I thought they might do like an end credit scene for this. Yeah, I didn't think it would be Same. in the movie. So, what did you guys think surprising. of it overall, though? The reveal, I thought it was really cool. I yeah. loved it. I I thought it was a great surprise. It was great uh, twist. What's a twist? Yeah, and um, the bill was it, trolling it, his mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's something that as you know we've never seen on the big screen before, and it it it, it made me juiced. Yeah, it changed the dynamic. It really took home the whole family aspect of the film. Too, That's what really I was going to say. Yeah. The theme of the movie comes out the strongest when this part happens, I think. Yeah. yeah. Because it really shows you that this is not a normal like DC movie. <laughs> in a way. Uh, how funny was it when he said, say my name, and they say Billy first? I was dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that That's also perfect. the thing. It's like, so can he never say his name normally to people? It doesn't look like it. Now. Unless he wants to be like, that's my name. And then every time he does it, he just transforms again. Yeah, no. <laughs> Comes back. He's like, shit, sorry. Just trying to give you guys my name real quick. Well, also, like, the whole family aspect, same thing, too. Is like, he just made, like, the statement that this is his family. Right. Like, yeah. right before this part, too. So, it kind of just brings that was cool. it around. Leading, well, another thing I want to bring up is the fact that Billy finds out that his mom basically was a piece of shit and <laughs> abandoned him as a child and knew that he was actually missing, but just decided that he would be better off with the, um, the Philadelphia Police Department. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> And that's that's one of the things I really appreciated is that theme of him, his whole story arc of trying to find where he belongs, trying to find his family this whole time. And then he sees his family is whatever he makes of it, like the people that care about him and love him. And I, that's one of the things that that parallel between him and Dr. Shivana, I like that too. Oh, Shivana to felt. I was about to be like, enough about Solo though. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> right? But I like I like that. And even the the infamous villain speech, I like how that was turned around to him and he tried to bring Dr. Shivana back now that he found his family and said, No, you don't gotta be like that. And it showed yeah, how he tried to tell him, like, Yeah, hey, it showed how similar he was yeah. like that and how um, you know, some people end up uh, finding their family and other people don't. Yeah. Talking about the montage or not the montage, but the like the villain speech. Yeah, when that's hilarious. When, yeah. yeah. When they're in the air and they can't hear each other. <laughs> <laughs> it was too good. Was Which so actually, good. it does make sense because it's so How loud. How could you hear yeah. each other? Yeah. yeah. He's just like, I can't hear a word you're saying. He's yeah. like, there are skyscrapers, airplanes, there's cars underneath. <laughs> uh, Superman could hear something. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's got super hearing. <laughs> that's true. Um, one other thing I want to bring up. Did anybody know who Mr. Mine was? No. Fuck I had no idea. I had to look him up. I, I, I had, had a, a, I I had a know little either. idea. I, yeah. I knew he was part of like a bigger group, and I didn't know he was yeah, like he the controls main central a, piece. Right? A group, but, yeah, yeah. He, 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 he's like a super genius. He's a caterpillar. It's, it's a Venusian worm, actually. So he controls. And, that, and the, the speech he has with Dr. Savannah at the end there is actually very similar to a speech he does in the New 52 about like becoming best friends and like how he's going to help him, basically. Yeah. Which is really cool. So 
yeah, I mean, kind of a weird mid credit scene, truthfully, because I don't think a lot of people are that deep into DC lore. I mean, yeah, it's right. a pretty rough cut there. It's, cut. I mean, it's cool that they that that they included it. They included a lot of like stuff that was oh, originally yeah. part of Captain Marvel, aka Shazam. Like even um, the name of the school, Fawcett, is the name of the original city, and it's like, oh nice, people who are not fans of the comics, like even I didn't know that Shazam is definitely but, one of the lesser i mean he's popular don't get me wrong but he's not as popular as like a superman or batman right well i mean that's really cool that now this is kind of a bridge for kids to yeah get into him this uh also like the scene from him uh going to the subway yeah and seeing the symbols is actually part of his original origins in the comics too oh nice but um going back to uh mr mind I read that he was also part of Injustice at one part, and that I know that they're trying to do that movie, so that kind of got me hyped when I read that up. Show up with uh, Lex Luthor, maybe, on that boat. <laughs> if we're still doing that story, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they are or not. I can't tell you. It's been, oh, it's been six years. <laughs> Has it been that long? Oh, my God. What, come on, 2014? Five years? Holy shit, yeah. yeah. That's how you know it's not going to happen. Damn. <laughs> okay, guys. Did you? Damn, I really wanted The Rock to show up in this movie, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I was really disappointed that they didn't show him. I was like, please be here. It's Fuck. hinted at, though. It's yeah. definitely hinted at because... That's of... also a TBA, T, TBD movie right now. Well, I think well, it's going to be for sure now. Shazam yeah, because well. he was one of the producers for this. Was he? The, yeah, he's, he's executive producer for Shazam. Oh, I didn't He He definitely he wanted his hands in this because he wanted to help set the tone so that way when he does Black Adam... They kind of yeah. So if, if people don't know, Dwayne Johnson, aka The Rock, is going to be Black Adam, which is one of uh, Shazam's arch nemesis. I would say yeah. he's kind of a kind of an antihero, and especially yeah. the new Fifty Two. Yeah. Let not me. As, he's not as evil as he used to be. I think. Let well. me ask you guys this: What did you think about the Superman cameo, quote unquote? Oh, the body double. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, it would have been nice to see Harry Cavill. All but, right, yeah. and th- and this is where I wanted to mention my whole thing about the DC, like about the excitement, is like this movie had a lot of connections to the Snyderverse, like a lot. It basically yeah. takes place in the same universe, but it we does. know it's dead, and we don't know what direction DC is going. So that James, that's hey, why maybe, I'm not. Maybe DC's like, guess what? It's not as dead as you think. I mean, they'll try to recount. Come on, he had yeah. the batarang, he had the newspaper clipping, yeah. he yep. had the Darn. Superman bullet. So I mean, they make references. So to I was it. just like, I was like, man, the kid's like, wearing an Aquaman shirt, a Superman yeah, shirt, a Batman yeah. shirt. I mean, he's a fan of like obviously if, the events of Justice League happened, and people know these people exist. Yeah, like, right. if it is a nice subtle nod to Zack Snyder and his work too. It's like this is where we came from, this is where we are now, and we wouldn't be here if we didn't do that. So yeah. and they do poke fun at like the, the other characters too. Yeah. Like, you know, why would I even want this power? And he's talking about the Aquaman power, yeah. and he's like, being yeah. able to talk to you know. fish. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Right? So yeah. it's like, it's it, like you said, they did a nice nod to the other stuff. Yeah, did, so. it yeah. just it's confusing because it's like I said, it's like one minute, yeah, we're gonna do this. The next minute, no, we're not. Everyone's quitting. You know, so yeah, I, I mean, that's a million dollar question. <laughs> it makes boys. it really hard to be excited, but it also makes it, um, kind of like it makes it bittersweet, basically. So. One thing before we rank these all, what was your guys, before we do our closing one, best moment in the film and then the worst moment in the film? Starting with you, Nabil. Well, I can tell you the worst moment of the film was just the whole thing about the seven deadly sins. I, I really didn't like how they were used in this film. It just seemed kind of like weak. 
Um, I agree. Yeah, and, and it's really hard to pinpoint because they're not they're kind of just spread all over the film. So there isn't like a specific scene because they're very evil. They do some very, you know, yes. tr- evil things. <laughs> there are um, the seven deadly sins. <laughs> yes. But at the same time, at the kind of the last sin, uh, last scenes, uh, you know, the, the end of the third act, they, they don't seem as evil anymore. Um, seems like they toned down. Yeah, right? they kind of yeah. toned down their how how bad they were, um, and it was more like just a fun wild goose chase of everybody fighting yeah. each other. But didn't the guy that's kind of I don't want to say controlling because I guess they were kind of controlling, controlling the bad yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he tells them not to kill them. Right. So like they can't and maybe go that's around part and of it. Them. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It just seemed like they they didn't really use those. And then how they kind of wrap that up with like, oh, they you know they got them all out and took the uh, took the orb and. Now it's just magically sealed back up and they're in the stones again. Like That's okay. our layer, bro. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that didn't really work for me, to be honest. But I mean, I, I guess I could see what they were trying to do with that. Um, but the best part of the film for me was um, the training montage, especially when they were was funny, teaching yeah. him how to, you know, all the different things like where he tried to burn them alive. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> pretty Secret fire meeting. Yeah. He's like, nope. <laughs> how about you, one. James? What about you? Um, my favorite part was, I really do like the training montage. That was really funny. Um, man, when he's doing the lightning out of his hands, that's like stuck in my head now where he's doing the fucking Rocky theme song. Yeah. <laughs> lightning, lightning, lightning in, in my hands. hands. <laughs> lightning in my hands. But that, I mean, that was funny. I do like the part where he, um, near the end of the carnival where he fights. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Savannah finally, that's pretty cool. When he kind of finally matches up with him and he realizes that the more that the, uh, seven deadly sins are out of him then he gets weaker then he can eventually actually hurt him that was really cool I also I mean one other scene I did like actually when he finds out about his mom just kind of abandoning him and then he says like he needs to go back to his real family yeah I was like that's when he, like the point from where he goes and he's like oh this is where he finally grows yeah he disconnects becomes. from his past and lets him yeah. go I like that uh, worst part I guess I mean, I mentioned pacing earlier, but that's not like the worst. I don't think anything really stood out to me as super bad in this movie. Yeah. For the most part. So, I mean, I just have to nitpick about the suit, really. So, what about you, uh, Marco? Well, I'll start with the bad. I got to agree with James. The suit is probably the, the worst thing for me. Like, if they do like, a sequel, which they probably will, I hope they fix the suit. Yeah. It'll probably be more skin tight. He'll probably bulk up a little bit. He'll, well, he'll definitely have time to. Yeah, so, time. I mean, yeah, it's like, come on, buddy. Come on, I'm crossing my fingers for you. But Come yeah, on, they, they need to tweak it a little bit um, and make it look less kind of cartoony. But I get it. It was supposedly supposed to be like kind of like a kid kid friendly film to a point. Um, I know what you're also, thinking though. You're like, if the Power Rangers can look cool in Power Rangers the movie, they <laughs> yeah. can fix this fucking suit, <laughs> yeah. guys. Right? Um, also, I, I want a little bit more backstory on the Seven Deadly Sins. It were just... I, okay, I agree with you. I, just like I, Nabil said, yeah. they seem to just be like, this is it. Yeah. You know? I'm like, oh, okay. What what else? I was like, how did they get there? Well, yeah. th- they named them, right? That's about all you know about them. They all yeah. have names. They're right. all kind of creepy zombie looking motherfuckers, right? Kind of just assume that you know what each one does and means already. So yeah. it's kind of weird. Glutton means he eats. I mean, yeah, but it's I like know. where like their origins, where they come oh, yeah. from, I, things right. like that. But, I agree. You know what? Maybe we'll learn with uh, Mr. Mind controlling him or whatever. I don't know. Uh, best part would it definitely have to be with uh, the Lightning League when they all come out. I thought that was really cool. It was a great surprise, great payoff. Um, and overall, it was a very in, in, like enjoyable scene with all of them just surprised at how strong and fast they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was really cool. And also when uh, Freddie Freeman 
finally gets his revenge on the bullies that keep picking on him. <laughs> and he gives him the suitcase wedgie. So <laughs> funny. Um, I was like, man, they already destroyed these guys' truck, too. Yeah. Right. yeah. They already humiliated. Fuck it. They deserved it. And uh, also the the whole hero villain speech when they can't hear each yeah, other. I, yeah. It was just so well played. I was dying. So Super yeah. good. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. What about you, Mikey? So uh, I kind of agree with all the good points that you guys brought up already. Um, I will say that I just, I really appreciated how uh, the kid version of Shazam, I can't think of his name, uh, Billy? Billy Batson. Yeah, yeah, Billy. So I liked his story arc and yeah, how it kind definitely. of, yeah. it kind of played off to like, it gave him strength. Like once he filled out, like found out how his mom was like treating him or like kind of, or basically lack toss of, them yeah. away, yeah, basically, right? Did you guys realize she was, seven, did you realize she was 17, though? <laughs> no, I didn't realize that. No, ma'am, yeah. ma'am, you're 27. <laughs> I was like, no. But his story arc kind of just followed along pretty well, and it kind of made him so he was like a better superhero. Better than the other Captain Marvel? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. I'm not going to touch it, but I agree. So, and bad parts, um, I didn't like how he would, like, in the fighting scenes... He would always go back to the kid version and then go back to Shazam again. Yeah, the and so there was a lot of, of them flipping back and forth. And I felt strategy, like they just wanted to have the kid in the fight scenes. Oh, I kind of like that. And I did also didn't, it really annoyed me. I don't know why, but he shed Shazam underwater and you could hear it, but he didn't turn into Shazam. All right. I really, for whatever reason, that just really bothered me. I don't know. I mean, I don't know enough about Shazam to be like, it's got to be vocal to the skies, I think, because you're. Saying to the gods, right, or something like that. There might be yeah. something that explains yeah. it, but for maybe me, we were supposed to hear oh, but it. I but agree, in the movie, I they thought that was kind of weird too. Yeah, but yeah. It, it it bothered me a little bit, but yeah, I, I gotta go with James here. Is probably just because you gotta to say it, it yeah. out loud, like sound waves. You know, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Okay, guys. So before we end it out here, so how do you guys rank this in our DC movies that are currently out? Uh, I got them listed here with the year they came out and the Rotten Tomato score because because I just want to throw it right in everyone's fucking face. Because <laughs> uh, for our Aquaman one, we also did a ranking, but now that we have another film, we might as well add to it. So we have Man of Steel that came out in 2013, that's sitting at 56%. Batman v Superman, Donna Justice, 2016, that is at a 27%. Suicide Squad, 2016, at a 27%. Wonder Woman, 2017, at 93%. Justice League, 2017, at a 40%. Aquaman, that was last year, 2018, at 65%. And Shazam, currently right now, is at a 93%. So that's tied with Wonder Woman. Uh, Nabil, how are you ranking these ones? Where would you put... Or, you don't have to really rank it. Yeah. Where would you fit Shazam into this? I would I would actually put this as my number two now. Behind Wonder Woman? Yeah, so I'd have Wonder Woman, yeah. Shazam, and then Aquaman now at this point. Because um, I, I think Shazam was just that much better than Aquaman as a whole um, okay. from a story perspective. Aquaman is very epic. And definitely found the watch, but I don't know. I just found Shazam way more enjoyable. I mean, they have whales that have cannons on their head, Bill. I don't. And <laughs> they shoot fighting. lasers, man. I know. Yeah. Did you miss that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, what about you, Mikey? Uh, Shazam is my number one. Ooh. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, nice. what's your top three then? So, Shazam is number one. I would say Wonder Woman is probably number two for me. Yeah. And uh, I would put Aquaman at number three. I do like some of the the Batman baby soups and the Justice League, but. Yeah. I think as a complete film, I liked Aquaman a little better than them. Oh, yeah. So. yeah definitely. Uh, what about you, Marco? I would say Shazam's definitely my number two. Wonder Woman's my number one still. I think so. so. Yeah. It'd be Wonder Woman, Shazam, uh, My Cardinal Sin, Batman v Superman, number three. 
Okay, let me smoke a little bit. Of, oh, I want it real quick. Me, hey, see, I stand by it. Radar version. <laughs> the the Senate cut is much better than the original. Right. Thank you, Mikey. Yeah, Thank is. you. I knew I knew you were on this episode for a reason. Thanks, man. <laughs> but it's still it. not that good. Oh, uh, dude, I thought it was great. It explains a lot, like compared to the original version. Yeah. I feel like it's a lot. Better. We could we could have a whole yeah. Podcast. Whatever. Like I said, yeah. Uh, so that'd be number three. Man of Steel number four. Um, Aquaman number five. Justice League number six. Um, followed by Suicide Squad would be the last one for me. Nice. Uh, mine's Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam. So yeah, that's how I look at it. I mean, I still like Aquaman better. I really like Aquaman. Chasing Momoa, man, just can't get away from him. I didn't yeah. like the dialogue of Aquaman, which is Same. why I put it at three. Yeah, I like but... the overall story of it. Yeah. I, I like the story. I like the the like cinematography is great. The action sequences were awesome. But yeah, it's the dialogue that brings yeah. it down a little bit for me. I overall had more fun with it. So, and well, I mean, the war scene and the water and the yeah, yeah. that's cool. fantastic. The trench was out of really the cool, three. Truthfully, so. it has the best villain too. So, yeah, that's just my opinion. Though. Yeah, yeah, Orm was definitely a really good villain. Okay, guys, so that is the end of the special bonus podcast here of our review of Shazam. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening, for feedback, response, reviews. Uh, thank you, Mikey, for joining us on this review here today as well. Yeah, thanks for having me. And Marco, let them know where to find us. I just want to thank Maggie one more time, too, from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate you being here. We love you so much. Man, what a... what He's looking at him dead in the eyes. Two, I, think we're, I think we're touching hands right now. There's this a is lot like, of love here. This is like seeing two serial killers look at each other for the first time <laughs> and just clicking, like knowing that they're going to murder someone afterwards. <laughs> might be you and me, James. Yeah, I'm sweating. Don't tell. Check us out on any of our social media you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at MoviePalsPod. Remember that we are also on Spotify now, so if you can't listen to us on iTunes or SoundCloud, check us out there. We appreciate all the feedback you guys give us, all the comments, all the interactions we have with uh, all our fans, and also with our fellow critics. We appreciate you all. Keep on listening, and we appreciate you. Also, don't forget, we are still doing our giveaway for our original Funko Pop vinyl figure. It is a ginormous figurine of a Niffler from Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. So all you have to do to enter to win this vinyl figure is like, share, or subscribe to us on any of our social media and you will automatically be entered into the contest to win the Niffler. So in the meantime, keep on liking and sharing, and we will submit your name to win. Yep, and uh, tune in for next week's episode. Actually, it's going to be episode number 45, back to our official list. We will be watching the new Tim Burton Disney film, Dumbo. Until then, this is James. And Marco. And Abil. And Mike. Have a good one.